Philippians 4, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So, Father, thank you for truth. Holy Spirit, illuminate it for us. We need you to teach us. May we be good in that we are teachable in Jesus' name. Amen. May be seated. My attitude's taking me somewhere. <laughs> and there's something about a heart of thanksgiving that changes your attitude. That's why you need to be here on Sunday night for communion service, because it changes our attitude. And when you open your mouth and give thanks in all things, God is going to help you through any and every test you walk through. The truth is, Human beings are born with kind of a negative and critical attitude by nature. It seems that you might believe God for a miracle of intervention or assistance or for something to come to pass, and then when you get what God's granting you, you're on to something else. You want something fresh in your life you want to achieve, and then after you receive it, you get bored with it. In a few months, you're looking for something new. If you're not careful... We can become just like the children of Israel who became murmurers, whiners, and complainers. And if we're not careful, we'll become ungrateful for all the good things that God has done in our lives. Unless we change our attitude about things we go through, we can miss out on what God has for us because we get negative. And our culture is one that engenders that. Everything you turn on has got negative connotations. So it's easy to keep a good attitude when everything's going well. And the challenge is to keep a good attitude when things aren't working out the way you plan for them to work out. Life never seems to live up to our expectations on this planet. And that's why Paul said, set your mind on things above rather than things of this world. If you're not careful, you get self-centered. I want this. I want that. I expect things to go this way for me. And it all becomes about me. So, Instead of using your phone for a selfie, you really need a Hubble telescope. So, And if you're not careful, you'll miss out on what God has for you by not putting on a heart of thanksgiving. God said, don't worry about the things you're going through. Whatever you're going through, he said, put on a heart of thanksgiving. Stay, stay faithful. Don't be afraid. Stay true to what God's promised you. God's going to work it out. So I'm speaking about worshiping God. While you're in the wilderness, anyone can worship God when we're walking around in the promised land. But God wants to know if you worship him when you're in all kinds of turmoil and struggle. God wants you to have a good report, even when it's not good. The thermometer tells you the temperature of what's going on in a given situation, whether it's for your child or a roast that you're cooking in the oven or the temperature of a room. The thermostat tells you what's happening. Your attitude tells you what's going on inside of you. Life doesn't always work out the way you've got it planned. And there's a principle in the kingdom that says, if you want to step into the promised land that God has for you, let me put it this way. If you want that healing, if you want God to bless your finance, 
if you want God to bring the right person to you, if you want God to help you in a breakthrough, we have to learn to change our attitude. Believe that. Even when you're going through stuff, you don't want to go through because that's the test of attitude and the test of heart. You have to believe that in some way, God's going to bring it together for good. Anyone can have a thankful heart when it's going well. God wants you to have a thankful heart when it's not going well because it's an attitude of faith. When you complain about what you're going through, it displays an attitude of unbelief and doubt. When you put on a heart of thanksgiving, when it's not working out in your life, listen, when you're saying, Lord, I still love you. You're still good no matter what I'm dealing with because it's not about me. It's really about you. And I believe you're going to work things out for my benefit. You're going to get glory out of it. And no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, all of us have much to be thankful for. Just the fact that you're on your way to heaven and not to hell is enough to have a thankful heart. There are millions of people in the world who would love to have the house you live in or live in the apartment you're living in. We've got so much to be thankful for. It's not always easy, though, to have a thankful heart when you have to sit at the bus stop in the rain. The Lord sends the rain, and he sends the dry seasons. What God wants to do in us is change our attitude. Tell somebody it's about your attitude. <clears throat> the wilderness is God's pathway. God, you brought, God brought you out of Egypt, not directly into the promised land. He brought you out of Egypt through the wilderness because it's in the wilderness he teaches you to change what you're saying. <clears throat> it's in the wilderness he teaches you, you better change your confession or you're never going to enter into the promised land. It's in the wilderness you learn to tithe. It's in the wilderness. Then as you've learned to honor God, you get to go into the promised land. It's in the wilderness he reforms us and changes us. He crushes us and remakes us and rebuilds us and crushes us and rebuilds us, right, over and over again and again. And you'll never get out of the wilderness until you quit being negative. You don't have to like what you're going through. Just change your attitude while you're going through it. This truth hurts, but it's going to help you before it's over. Your attitude will always take you somewhere. Your attitude will either cause you to climb higher than where you've been, or that attitude will drag you down into the pit. It's rarely the circumstances in life that dictate whether we succeed or fail. It's our attitude that determines whether we're going to succeed or fail. The question is, where is your attitude going to take you? And you get so close, and then it seems like it's still a stretch away, even though it's within finger grasp, and then our attitude jumps in the middle of it and spoils the whole thing because your attitude determines whether you go up or you go down, whether there's success or there's failure. Your attitude is a difference maker. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You have to pray about it. Put on a heart of thanksgiving. And let pastor say this, if there's ever a place you're going to be hurt, it's in the church. Isn't it amazing? You can get hurt by someone who doesn't give you the right order at McDonald's, but it doesn't stop you from going back next week and ordering from them again. You might have to go back and tell your server they failed you, but you still go back. 
And if you're ever going to get hurt somewhere, it's going to be in the church where you're serving. You're bumping up against situations and circumstances, and you can't listen to me. And when you get hurt, you cannot bleed all over everybody because you got hurt. Okay? Go to Jesus. He stops the bleeding. Show yourself to him. He'll heal heal every wound you have. Then you have to put on a heart of thanksgiving in spite of it. Tell somebody it's going to be all right. Tell them. Put on a heart of thanksgiving and stop worrying about it. You tend to be a warrior. God has solutions for you. Change the attitude. Put on a heart of thanks. Pray. Things don't look too good today, but have enough faith to say thank you no matter what you're going through because God's still faithful. And if you really believe that God's in charge of your life, then you believe he's working out some stuff, not just in your circumstance, but inside of you. And if you believe the best, then you're going to trust the Lord with all your heart. If you can, listen, if God can get, get us to change our attitudes, then all of life begins to change around us. If weapons have been formed against you and your attitude is, I can't believe all this has happened to me. I seem to be the victim every time I turn around. Listen, if God can get you to change your attitude, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. If God can get you to change your attitude, your entire life will change. And when you understand the sovereignty of God, all-powerful, all-knowing, you won't get as upset when things don't work out the way you think they should. But sometimes God has to pull people away from your life. They're really not helping you. They're pulling it down. If God sends the rain, then you have to believe it's the rain that he, that we need. If God sends a storm, you have to believe that in somehow God's going to work through that storm to show you how powerful he is. Lord, help me in here. Amen? Help me in here. He's working it for our good. If an earthquake has shaken your house, believe that God will do a work inside of all the mess. So what I'm trying to say is, no matter what you're going through, stop believing the worst. Because your attitude is where it's going to take you into a specific spot. If someone you love is pulled out of your life, believe that God has a purpose in that. God knows something you don't know. That's where it starts. God, you know stuff I don't know. So run to Jesus. Say, I'm changing my attitude. Do you understand that faith and attitude is really the same thing? Do you understand that faith and attitude are brothers and sisters? That faith and attitude are synonymous? Stop being upset because something changed in your circumstance. If someone walks out, believe that your steps have been ordered by God. In other words, you have to believe that through Jesus, he brings triumph to you, even when it doesn't look like it's working out. Believe you're going to triumph no matter before it concludes. My attitude determines my altitude. Oh, boy. If your business partner walks away, you've got to believe it's the plan of God. No matter who walks away, believe God has someone better to replace them. As long as you keep faith in the Lord and a good attitude, He'll bring you through the storm and out of the trouble. Just like God brought the children of of Israel out of Egypt, he will bring you out as well. Tell somebody, I'm coming out of this. You're a pilot. You're flying an airplane, something I've always wanted to do. I love being in planes. Love. I just want to be in the cockpit. And on the dashboard is an attitude indicator. 
And as long, there's numbers numbers of things on that dashboard. And as long as the attitude indicator tells you that you're rising, you know, you're rising, or at least you're staying level, that you're destined for success, that if that attitude indicator shows that you're beginning to lose altitude and you're headed downward, listen, you need to make a course correction because you're going to fail if you keep on that trajectory. Flying along, you hit a storm, there's little warning in advance, and before you realize it, the attitude indicator starts pointing down. How many know when your attitude is bad, sometimes you don't even know it? So somebody who loves you taps you on the shoulder and says, change that attitude. It's pointing down. You better look at that indicator because if you don't, you're going to crash and you better make a correction. I said you better make a correction. Pull up. Pull up. Yeah, pull up. You're a pilot. You're flying your bad self in a plane, and you're watching the attitude indicator, and everything's going along fine, you think, and all of a sudden, some crosswind hits your plane. Didn't see it coming. Someone's been talking about you crossways, and it hurt you. Flying along, and you don't realize your attitude indicator says you're going to crash. If you don't pull up, you're going to boom, right? Unfortunately, you never looked at the attitude indicator in here. Crashed. You survived the crash. Whoa, got out. Now you need to learn from that mistake. If you don't learn to catch this attitude change when it starts happening, you're just going to keep crashing all your life. We're not making the same mistakes we keep making over and over. The point is, if you're not careful, your attitude will cause you to crash and burn. And if you have crashed in the past because of your attitude, learn from those mistakes and don't make them again. The Lord wants you to grow to the point where you can look at trouble and believe the best instead of the worst. He wants you to believe that he's bigger than what you're facing, that he'll even use your enemies to push you to the top. Tell your neighbor, stop believing the worst. And if you're, if you're tired of leftovers, you've got to change your attitude. If you're tired of not making it, you've got to change your attitude. Even though you might be going through difficulty, God says, stop believing the worst. Even though you've had losses, God says, stop believing the worst. Because we get preconditioned, and that's what the devil wants to do. He wants to precondition you to think negative that the worst is always going to come to you. Even though the evidence says you're not going to make it, stop believing the worst. Bring those thoughts into captivity and believe what God says because realistically, everything you're going through is training you for where God's taking you. Attitude will take you up. Attitude will take you down. And it will take you to victory or take you to defeat. Your attitude right now will make a make all the difference in what direction you're going to end up going. Now that you love the Lord, you have to believe God is in control of your life. God says, I've prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. You know what that means? Even though you're surrounded by depression, God has a banquet table for you. You're surrounded by loneliness. You're going to change your attitude. You're surrounded by darkness. You're going to change your attitude because you know the presence of God is with you. And listen, and if it wasn't for the enemies, you might not have even come to the Lord. 
If it weren't for your enemies, you might not even be in church today. Even though it's never God's will for you to have any abuse happen in your life, it's because you were abused that you came to Jesus in the first place. If that tragedy had not happened, you might not be where you are today. Thank God for my enemies. Amen. Because you and I both know that all that trouble has made you a better person. It makes you a little more loving, makes you more caring. All the pain you've been through makes you a better person. Let me say it like this. God is keeping track of what the devil has done to you. Don't ever worry about it. God has all the records. God's keeping track of all the hell you've been through. He has a list, and God will make it up to you if we keep trusting him and our attitude is right. He has that list. If we'll change our attitude, someone say, he's going to make it up to me. Say it. He's, he'll restore all the years that the swarming locusts and canker worms stole away from you. He'll restore everything because our attitude is one of faith. The three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they're thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. They said, so be it, king. Kill us if you want to. Because he said, I will kill you if you don't bow, if it be so, they said. What an attitude. Kill us if it be so. That's attitude. I like that attitude. The reason things have heated up in your life is because you took a stand for the Lord. They're always going to heat up when you take. It's not, listen, it's not over until God says it's over. And besides, didn't God give you a promise? Didn't God give you a word? Didn't he give you a word over your children? Didn't he give you a word about your finances? God gave you a word. Hang on to the word and change your attitude to conform to it. It's interesting that God did not blow up the furnace. Yeah, in typical charismatic theology, I command that furnace to blow up before they throw me in there. In Jesus' name. Well, what did God do? He prepared a table before them in the presence of their enemies, right? It's exactly what he did. And he showed up in the middle of the furnace with them. So the king looked in there and said, hey, we only threw three in there, but there's a fourth one in there. He looks like the son of God that's in there, right? You walk around, well, you know, I don't like working where I'm working. Okay, negative attitude. Not one person serving Jesus. I'm surrounded by darkness. Listen, God has spread a table there. God's ordering your steps. He's looking out for you. He's going to work everything together. And if you love the Lord, you can bet the enemy is going to bring resistance into your life. If you love the Lord, believe the enemy is going to do everything possible to hinder you. The mere fact you've been attacked is proof you're going somewhere in the Lord. Because the enemy doesn't attack anybody unless they're a threat to his kingdom. And all the hell I've been through... I have to be going somewhere, right? I have to know where God's taking me. It seems as though when you love the Lord, even some people will step in front of you trying to block you. Even people who should love you the most start having a problem with you. People you thought would never walk away, so don't get too attached because some people just go crazy. (laughs) One minute they're with you, the next minute they're not. One minute they act like they're serving God, the next minute, You think they're serving the devil. So don't get too attached. Get your eyes off of people. Get your eyes on the Lord. 
be a God pleaser, not a people pleaser. Sometimes people are with you for a long time. Sometimes they're only with you for a season. You're not in charge of that, but you trust God no matter what you walk through. You're serving the Lord. And just know doing that, obstacles are going to pop up. People will align against you. People will lie about you. People will gossip against you. That's simply because they have a wilderness mentality and have not yet overcome. But you don't have to join them. If you're serving the Lord, you've got to believe everything's going to turn around. No matter what it looks like, whatever is happening, know it. This too shall pass. I've got to learn how to hang on a little bit longer. God has already sent your answer. Victory's already been delivered. It's in the meantime, change the attitude so you can get through this with victory. You're closer to your victory than you think you are. So I came to church with a word to help some people here today. If you only knew how close you really were, you'd change your attitude like that. Some people, they wait until it's the absolute last And finally, it's delivered into their hand out of the goodness of God. And then finally, they can change their attitude. I'm changing my attitude before it's in my hand because I know God's promised it to me. Amen? It's only a matter of time when God works the whole issue out. How many are at a low point in your life today? You feel like, man, I feel like I got dragged through the briar patch backwards. huh? Hold on to the Lord, even when the low place, when you're at the bottom, when it looks like everything's going to be lost, that's when the tide turns. I serve the God of the 11th hour. I've learned one thing about God. He loves it at two minutes till midnight. He loves that. I know how he works. He always gives you double for your trouble when the clock strikes 12. If you have had a good attitude and you've kept trusting him, no matter what the enemy throws at you, don't ever give up because you're closer than you think. And if you only knew how close you were to getting that promotion, if you only knew how close you were to receiving your healing, if you only knew how close you were to seeing your children come back to Jesus, if you only knew how close you were to seeing your spouse born again, it's the darkest before the dawn. You can't always go by what you see today when you walk by faith. Even if everything is against you, and everything is not against you, okay? That's just your attitude. Your mind might tell you that everybody's against me. That devil is a liar. If God is for me, who can be against me? You got to make up your mind. No matter what I'm going through, I'm never giving up. Say, I will never give up. And the person who refuses to quit is the person who usually wins. You remember in the scripture, the woman who went before the judge who was unjust, and the judge didn't like her, okay? So he was not for her, but because she was persistent, he gave her what she wanted. It's a picture that reveals to us, listen, if if we can trust a father who was perfect in his love toward us, if we can just persist and believe him and keep asking and seeking and knocking, if you've got faith, persistence is one of the greatest assets you'll ever have. Your attitude is one of the greatest assets, and persistence keeps you going in life. If you align that attitude with what God's promised, you don't have to have a lot of faith to move mountains. You just have to be persistent. God expects us to be strong in him and in the power of his might. He expects us to hold on 
till we see the victory manifested. He expects that we are more than conquerors. Don't quit because the going gets a little bit rough. I mean, a lot of people start to run the marathons, but not everybody finishes the marathon. This Christian race is not a sprint. It's not a dash. It's a race of endurance that holds out until the end. Solomon said the end of a matter is better than the beginning. In other words, what good is it to start a race if you don't finish? Make up your mind you're going to finish the course. Amen? It's not important how fast you run. It's important that you finish. The Greeks have a race called the torch race, and they would light a torch and run a marathon with a lit torch. And when you run the race, your torch had to remain lit. If your torch did not remain on fire or lit, you did not qualify to win. See, it wasn't how fast you ran the race. It's that you run the race and you still keep your fire lit, baby. You keep that fire lit. If you love the Lord, listen, but you've lost your fire. It can happen to anybody. You need to get back to your prayer time, back to the consistent reading of God's word. Get back in fellowship with the body of Christ. You're going to let go of the past. Change the attitude. Change the words coming out of here. Well, pastor, this Christian stuff is too hard. Well, let me tell you, everybody, everybody has felt that. Many of us have even articulated that. That devil is lying to you. And what he is attempting to do is get you to get back in your past. And what you start saying is, well, this is too rough. It's too hard. It's ta-. When, that, when you start talking like that, let me tell you, you started believing the lies of the devil. That's door number one, because what the devil's attempting to do is get you back into the old past you used to live in, trying to get you back to that bad behavior. Watch, there's nothing back there but death and destruction. You've come too far to turn back now. You've cried too many tears to turn back. You've invested too much in the kingdom to turn back. How foolish to think you can go back to that old lifestyle and be happy again. Tell somebody that devil's a liar. You may be getting, listen, the going may get rough and tough, but God made you an overcomer. He designed you to conquer. The scripture's full of those terms. He's called us, that means to be warriors. We're not to be wimps in the kingdom. And every little thing, a mosquito, you know, kind of a, in, the, in, the, in, in the analogy of a person just kind of, bugs us a little bit. (gasps) It's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Really? Are we warriors? Are we overcomers? Are we conquerors? He anointed you to defeat devils. He anointed you to be a victor. He anointed you to live in health. He anointed you to have godly children. You are anointed. Anointed to be a warrior. Five out of six people who saw the promised land never got to go in because they wouldn't change their attitude. The challenge, have a good attitude when there's a battle. To be able to say it in the midst of a storm, God's going to work it out. You're not going to be broke forever. You're not going to be sick forever. The challenge is to speak faith even when you don't feel it because it's not about my emotions. It's about God's truth. Turn my attitude. You might be under a lot of pressure, and the devil, listen, he'll put all this pressure on you so you'll what? Quit. 
It's crazy to think about giving up. Just slap yourself in the face. Jerk your own head back because the devil's trying to get you to quit and say to yourself, snap out of this thing because your future depends on this. And when the devil attacks you, don't take it lying down. Fight back. Fight through prayer. Fight through giving. Forgive people who hurt you. Just let go of it. Open your mouth and say, devil, you might have knocked me down. You're never going to beat me. You may be down, but you're not out. Hey, devil, I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. Are there any other survivors in this room today? Amen. There are numbers of reasons why God has instantaneously answered all your prayers. You're simply trusting him because sometimes God says immediately yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says slow. And if you're not mature, you'll think he means no. (laughs) Give me what I prayed for. No, he said, slow. I'll do it when I'm ready to do it. Sometimes he says, I want to give this to you, but you got to grow. You're going to grow. If you don't grow, you're not going to get there. And and then then finally, the green light, go. He'll give you the answer, right? You don't know why God hasn't turned it around, but you trust him. And your answer may be delayed, but it cannot be denied. You're trusting. The money's not here yet. You're trusting. You may be going through a test. You're trusting. You're going through hell and high water. Your breakthrough is on the way. And when you picked up that bottle of Pepto-Bismol because somebody agitated you at work and the, and, and the bottle says, shake well before using because all the good stuff is at the bottom. So when God begins to shake me up, he's trying to get the good stuff to rise to the top. Job lost everything he had. And in spite of all the trouble, here's what he said. Though you slay me, yet I will trust you because you're a good guy. All about attitude. Change the word. Change the heart. Change the word. Keep the right attitude. God will pay you back. Always, he'll never be in your debt. And when you show him you've been truthfully faithful to his word, that you believe him implicitly. And like Job, you reach the point where you say, if I live or die, I'm yours. I don't care. I'm yours. That's all I care about. That's money in the bank, saints. That's a boatload into the IRA. God says, I'll pay you back for that faith. Stop believing the worst. Say, my best days are ahead. Amen? Attitude makes the difference. Whether you walk in joy or depression, attitude determines whether you're fired or promoted. It determines the quality of life in your marriage. Attitude. Great attitude is always preferred over great talent because they're only going to endure your attitude for so long when it's negative. Even if you're greatly talented, but when you have even a little talent, but your attitude is where can I help? How can I serve? What can I do? Attitude will take you up. It'll take you down. Change your heart. 
change your words, change your attitude, and remember, my God is good. My God is good. My, my circumstance today or yesterday or tomorrow may stink, but my God is good. And he's going to help me through this. And in our humanity, we're going to say, it's normal. Really? Another time. What you need to do is focus that really and look at the devil and say, really? You tried this again last year and you failed. You really don't think you're going to get away with it this year, do you? Not going to happen. Amen? Makes all the difference. Change your heart. No, my God is good. I know my father. He's my Abba. He's my daddy. I trust him. I never have to worry. He's going to betray me or harm me. Always has my good on his mind. Stand and give thanks to that good God today. Amen. Stand and give thanks to this good God. Amen.